Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about if you can build your inbound flow just off of your connections, or if you need to be sending mail, or maybe some other creative ways to do it. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding their raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check them out. The website's www.pluminvestmentgroup.com. Glad you talked about Plum. I'm sure you are. Yeah. I mean, we, Why? we funded four deals this month so far. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's 13 days in. Yeah. That's so we had, we've had a couple, we, a couple more than that we looked at. We had about 10 so far come in. So it's a little bit slower on what... We normally see come in, but you know, forty percent of them getting funded is not a bad number. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there trying to fund deals right now. I know, it's a shark eat shark world. It is, yeah. So what makes me different? You've got a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't advertise in the groups. I don't go around saying, "Hey, I'll fund your deal," which is not a bad way. I don't knock the hustle. I'm, I'm glad for it because I I believe the group needs more. the The niche needs more money, and if I could figure out a way to make even more money get churning through here, I would. Yeah, I'd like every one of those people who fund deals to call us and so that we can syndicate a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, hey, yeah. we've got this 1,300 acres by chance in this county right outside of a metropolitan area that... We'd like to f- we'd like to just take a piece of your money and put it in there. So how much are you interested in putting in? Yeah. We're going to cut it up, and uh, we're going to sell it. Yeah. That, that's a real a real thing. That's a 1,300... People, people listening, there is a 1,300-acre <laughs> property I would really love to have right now. <laughs> I would love to have it. It'd be the perfect property to cut up. We're going to need to raise some money to do that. Yeah, just a little bit with Project One going on, because yeah. we we got a lot chewing on that one right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to take on too much at once, right? Project One's a huge deal. It's the most important deal we have going on. So, But, God, this... Call your name. I mean, we both know it's a really good price for the area. It's expensive, but for the per acre price, it's it's, it's a good deal. There's a lot of meat on it. Yeah. There's a lot of meat. There's about 1500 bucks an acre of meat. For 1300 acres. For 1300 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, it's just it's just one of those things. When you dream about it, you, you when you I'm putting it out there. You're putting it in the universe. It yeah. may come back full force. Yeah. I mean, how much would you, would you want to syndicate the whole thing, or just the the amount to get down to get the debt? Well, I I would personally like to syndicate the whole thing, but it can be had either way. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's an expensive deal, but to so to raise that much money while we've all, all got all this other stuff going out is uh, a lot to ask. But it would um, if we raise the money to handle the carrying cost as well. Yeah. Then, you know, well, I guess it could work. But I maybe mean, we've got a bank in the area that's doing it at interest only every six months. You do. With a 100%. That profit, that profit goes away every single day to make those interest payments, though. Yeah. We've got one in the area right now for about the similar price, and it's $200 a day in interest. Yeah. That is up $6,000 every single month away from your, gone from your profit. Yeah. Is that right? 200 times 30, 6,000. That's right. Carl, yeah. is that right? <laughs> Speaking of which, you actually had a visitor. Carl, you sat down and had lunch with Carl last week. I did. Yeah, I had lunch with Carl. It was really cool. It's, it's, it's always good. So we just came off Project One. I mean, uh, the live event. We got to meet everybody, and Carl was supposed to be there, and um, he didn't get to make it. And so he drove into town, and we met. We had, I'll call it brunch yeah. at our buddy's restaurant. And 
it was good, man. Carl's a great guy. It was, it was fun to meet people outside of the podcast, outside of this office where it's just us two sitting. Yeah, no, it's really cool to see that. And you put a name with a face. You know, that's the live events are cool because you get to feel that energy. But it's also nice sometimes, I think, for all parties involved when you sit down and have, have lunch and it's just kind of a free flow conversation. They get to see that you're a real person and you, uh, you just you have certain things in common and they feel like they know you because they think and they can speak to those things with you. So it, it becomes a, I don't want to say instant friendship, but it's a, it's cool to see. And we give, we always call Carl's name when we're not sure about something. And he's, uh, he's one of our smartest members that we have. And we, I don't want to say members, one of our smartest listeners that we, we talk to and we appreciate everything he does for us on the back end. Yep. And yeah. It's all about growing your network, seeing, do more deals, right? That's how people are. Is that, is that a way that people are getting deals? Dude, you say that, man. And I saw I saw on a, a show where a guy said, "Yeah, I, I scaled my business by meeting more people and networking more." And I, I don't want to say I took, I don't want to say took note, took objection to it. I just didn't feel comfortable with it. How you're scaling your business, relying upon somebody else at all times, and I don't like that control being in somebody else's hands. It doesn't seem. So I have an I have a issue with saying you grow your business that way as well. But and my issue is more of like it just doesn't seem proactive enough. Like you're just networking and asking your friends or coworkers or whoever, hey, you got any deals? Like it just doesn't seem I, enough to me. I feel like the guy, remember off Friday, he's like, got any deals, man? You got any deals? He's sitting there scratching himself. Like, come on, man. Got cheeseburgers? Like, I got cheeseburgers. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, it's just like, come on. Hey, man, times are tough. You got a deal? You got a deal? Here's come the thing, on. though, is that people are building businesses that way. I, I agree, and I and that's the important part of this. I think this conversation where we're going to go with this podcast, or where kind of my mind goes with it, is the inbound flow and what does that look like, and can you be creative in that, and can you add multiple pipelines into your business that are inbound? We talk very heavily about direct mail, and it produces consistent results for us over and over and over. It's relatively inexpensive, but there are multiple ways to do it, and there's multiple ways to twist that direct mail to make it a little bit more effective for your niche or if you have a target area, you know, there's ways to send multiple remailers. There's ways to tack on stuff. There's ways to add in a website that captures people coming to you, uh, building up your SEO. And it's, I don't, this is going to sound bad since our course teaches like one major way to do inbound flow, but there's multiple ways to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think in our industry, the way we do it, the way we teach it is the best. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely people who are, they're just, cold calling or they're, you know, they're asking people for deals or just buying whole, like I get it. It, it, it seems to work, but going back to your original point about, yeah, just network and yeah. do that. It just seems kind of flimsy to me. Yeah. I, I asked myself, well, how did that other person get the deal and why couldn't I do that? Did mm-hmm. they get yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're costing yourself money by not doing what they did. To yeah. Get the deal, right? So you're paying an assignment fee or you're, you know, point of convenience. Have I bought wholesale deals from people? Yeah, I have. Typically if they're a, typically it's a newer investor that I'll buy with that I see a good deal. Um, but I've been burned on some by them not doing the proper due diligence and then me just being like, oh yeah, this looks like a good deal, numbers work. And then I miss something small. Like it's a, like I have a property that had a spillway on it because it has a private waterfront and it is washed out. And so there's a there's a four or $5,000 fill up fee to fill that hole with dirt, you know, and that's, yeah, it's part of it. If I fill it up, I'm going to sell it for, you know, still sell it for $30,000. I'm going to be it for 18 or 19,000. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it still makes money. It's just, you know, something like that, or a city moratorium on, on something that we missed. Yeah. I've heard you say, and I, I feel, I definitely agree with it. It's like, just kind of going back a little bit, it's, well, why would I do all that? Why would I buy wholesale or something when I know, it's because it, we've talked about like buying apartments or something, you're right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, why would I just go buy it from a broker or something when I know how to go find cheap deals? Like, Yeah, and go find it off market. Yeah, yeah. There's so. time involved in that. There's resources and you know, I know one of the guys, he's told me, he's like, well, if I didn't have to mail for it, and so say he gets one out of 2,000, 
It was going to cost him $1,000 to mail for it, and he wasn't 100% guaranteed. This one, the guy says, hey, yeah, man, just give me a $2,000 assignment fee. But he's guaranteed the deal. He knows what it looks like on the front side. Mm-hmm. So it's it's there's a cost to doing business there, and I get that, and I really do. And that's part of being a network, and you, you're you paying for the assignment. But you know, is that something that's scalable? Yeah. And how many people can you talk to? How many people can you have in a relationship with? And how many people can you shake hands and kiss babies? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm totally against all this stuff, okay. right? Because I think that you can definitely do it. You can definitely build a business. Like, I bought a deal. It was a house deal, but I bought a house deal off of you mm-hmm. at wholesale. And, you know, I feel like you got a good wholesale price. And then I turned around and sold it for a good price. And I there's people who do that with homes all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And That's... so, like, why couldn't you build a business doing that? I just, for me personally, it's just not as, like, lean, I guess, because you're leaving so much profit on the table making someone else go do it. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't really know. I think that... You have it's it's a leverage of time though, so there's a cost for leveraging your time. Like one of my buyers, he bought nine houses from me, and I, his wholesale deal was really cheap, or his wholesale price to me is assignment fee that I was doing. But to him, it was just, hey, it's a cost of business. You're bringing me a deal I wouldn't have got otherwise, and so I'm paying for that. I'm still I'm not going to buy it if I'm not making money. So he's still making money. It's just a cost of doing business. Now, could he have sent the mail and and gotten those nine houses? Yeah. Did he know how? He didn't really have the data set up. Didn't have the printer set up. And it was going to be time learning all that. And it was just easier for him to pay me to do it. Now he's got a business relationship and I'm, I think positive of them. They think positive of me and it, it all works. So yes, I see that side of it when you say it that way. So I feel a little less taken back by, <laughs> by, by that yeah. when I put it in those terms. I know some mobile home park investors who they spend all their time getting leads mm-hmm. by just getting to know the park managers. See, and, that and, just, and that's the part uh, that, <laughs> because yeah. then you're, and well, the, the good ones, the ones who do a lot of deals, they have park managers that just call them instantly every time uh, someone defaults on their mobile home payment or their gotcha. lot. Oh, the you lot mean in, internally the, the house is inside, not the whole park itself? Yeah. So like the park manager will manage the entire park. Uh-huh. And then when someone defaults on their lot payment, the park manager will call the investor who will come and... Make it right. Buy, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, and I guess to me that in my mind, when you say that, you're just at home sitting waiting for that park manager to call you to go get yeah, a deal instead I, of going out and chasing it. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. I That's a good point. That really is a good point. I think of when when you say, you know, re- getting that relationship, I think of this REI meetup I went to and I almost got in a fight with a guy. And he was like Russian or Ukrainian or some Eastern European accent. In him. And I say that because he had a really heavy accent. And he came up to me and I was talking about wholesaling using direct mail at the meetup. And he came up to me afterwards. I mean, so I said this story probably 160 episodes, 170 episodes. Um, so a lot of our listeners hadn't heard it probably. But this guy comes up to me and he goes, so you do what? And I said, well, I send, you know, blind offers um, on the, with a contract. And he goes, that won't work. I was like, okay. I said, well, what do you do? He's like, I'm an apartment syndicator. I was like, cool, man. That's good. How long have you been doing it? Two years. I said, okay. And I said, how many deals have you done? Well, I haven't done one yet. And I'm like, so, so me and my cynical way in a couple of the free margaritas they had there. So you're really not an apartment syndicator because you had done what? I, I, I've been out there hustling. I, I go take the guy to play golf and I take him breakfast. And I'm like, you're dealing with the front office girl hmm. and you're bringing her croissants, hoping that she's going to make the owner have this decision of a million dollars with you. This is not, this is not how this works, man. And I said, well, why wouldn't it work if you just sent it directly to him, a, a, an offer? And he says, no, that's too little or too much. Now you've started the negotiation process. Yeah, I want to sell. You offered me a million. I want 1.5. Okay, cool. Let me see the let me see the docs and see if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the door. You taking a croissant to the girl mm. at the front desk saying, hey, it's Monday. I got your coffee. Two sugars like you asked for. Think that you're ever going to get to pitch that owner? 
I'm not. Unless she goes, she gives you the no signal when he walks by and you're trying to do an elevator pitch. And is that how he wants to be pitched? No, he wants to do it in his own time. He's a businessman. He's got stuff to do. Yeah. So I think there's levels here that we're, Agreed. Uh, that we're having. I think it's a blanket statement that we heard or I yeah. heard that brought this up. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm building my business off relationships. Well, every business is built off yeah. relationships. You can do it very well or you can do it very badly. Yeah. And if you're going to take a step, if you if you want to get out there and start doing market, if you want to get deals, you should be a heck of a lot more proactive than just kind of like shaking hands. I think you should be as proactive is a good word, and I think you should take control of your your destiny on that. Cool, thirteen minutes to get to the to decide. Is that good? That's a good time. I think it is. I I think that we, we're not saying one way is better than the other. Right. We are saying take control, mm-hmm. be in control of that. Relationships are a part of it, but you should look for as many ways to have your your inbound flow. And then know what your highest return on investment is for that. Yeah, I'm follow that up with the more. Be proactive. If you're just out there kissing hands and shaking babies. Kissing hands and shaking babies. <laughs> yeah, I that's, like it. That's not the that's not gonna get it done. I shake uh, babies all the time. You got three of them at home to practice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll end it there. Um, it's Wednesday and we're me uh, coming back on Friday as always and while you're waiting for us to come make sure you go to Facebook Instagram YouTube give us a like give us a follow then go to iTunes go to Stitcher go to wherever else you're listening to us like rate review and subscribe to the show we appreciate it we love you see you Friday